We want to welcome you to a platform created by women, inspired by women who harness their passion and set out in the world to conquer all facets of business and life. We've aligned today on this platform to inspire, grow, and position you into your passion to harness your power. I'm Heather Hellman, owner of H Squared Marketing Consultants and founder of Highest Power Brands. And as an entrepreneur, mentor, and speaker, I have faced many challenges and fears to finally break free into harnessing my passion to move forward into taking my vision and expertise in strategy and marketing to its next level. We're excited and honored to present to you some of our insight today on our journey with you as we bring passion to power. And now let me introduce one of our passion affiliates on Her Passion Builds podcast today, Karana K. Wilson. Karana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, sis, for having me. I really do appreciate it. Hey, girl, we appreciate you, everything you've done for supporting this platform and helping us build this out. I am so grateful to have aligned with you on this journey. I mean, first and foremost, let's tell the people a little bit about Karana. They've heard enough about me. They don't want to hear me talk. So let's talk about you, girl. So tell <laughs> well, everyone a little bit. Just a little bit about me. I am an entrepreneur. Um, I was a single mom. My son will be 20 years old. Yay. Yeah. Um, as, as an entrepreneur, I've been a hairstylist, I'm an author, and a speaker, and a mentor, especially to single and teen moms. And now I find myself being more closer to single women as well, but really have a heart and a passion to encourage and motivate single moms to pursue their God-given talent that's within inside of them, that you're more than just a mother. That's my girl. All right. Well, <laughs> we aligned because of Marquita Chanel Chapman, who was on one of the previous episodes of the podcast. And obviously both of you were on the intro to what her passion builds and what we were doing. So, you know, we started to dive in and I think we left enough hanging fruit that people were curious to want to hear a little bit more. You know, I think obviously with it being her passion builds, let's talk, let's start there. So, you know, we've all kind of talked about our roots and where we started, but let's dig in. What really pushed you into your passion to bring this energy to women to help them get to this recognition of themselves and even you, how did you get here? So you mentioned like so much, like a lot of great things here. Like, how did I get here? and what really encouraged and inspired me to get to this place, I did not realize at 16 years old that I would be in this place. I never thought of that. I just wanted to survive. And once I got past the place of surviving and start thriving, I realized there was a more inside of me that was birthing out. And once I realized the passion I had and I would see other women just accepting the mediocre or the, the, the stereotype thing, or this is just enough. I'm just going to live this life. I'm just going to raise my kids. And this is just going to be it. This is all I'm supposed to do is be a mother. And when I realized, oh, hold up, wait a minute. I can write a book. I can open my own business. I can pursue other opportunities. I can get a mentor that can help pull some things out of me that I didn't know that was laying on the inside of me because I didn't even realize I had that much quality on the inside. I didn't even know what I had. Right. I just wanted to get past the place of being in pain or being just good enough to get to where I was. And what has really inspired me to reach out to others is because I see the old version of myself. I see that person 
who did not believe in herself, who told herself that this was enough, who told herself that nobody else is going to believe you or nobody else see you qualified or have, you don't have any qualities for what you're looking after. This is just it. Like you're going to be in this place for the rest of your life. And, and because I want to go out and just grab my, no, listen, girl, let me show you. This is, let me show you what else it is. Let me identify the place in your life that's really keeping you back. And I realized there was areas of my life that was holding me back. And I see the old version. One of my mentors say this, that you are literally encouraged by the old version of you. Of course. People so it's the old that. version. They yeah. That, version. You know, I, I know too well and how many times I've had to stop and tell myself, go back and hug that younger you. Go mm-hmm. back, forgive her. Forgive her for not knowing what you know now. You know, I, I love when I see people post that question, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? nothing different than what she did. And people always respond to that answer so candidly, like, how can you say that? There's so many things I would tell myself. I wouldn't change it. I've, because I wouldn't do it right. I wouldn't get here. I wouldn't be here. I loved, Karana, that you touched on something very important. And I think I want to travel down this path a little bit with you. You said you only thought you could be a mother. And so often, you know, you know, you because you get conditioned to be a mother. So now there's no other things, right? And I'm not a mom, so I have no real platform to stand on, but I've heard this. I have plenty of friends, plenty of colleagues and people in my life that are, that go around and, you know, I hear very candidly that um, they just feel like that's their only job or all they are to be. And I think in society, women are very programmed to grow up to think that that's all there is. And even if there is something more in them, and for some it it is, and more power to them. And I admire that, trust me, because if that was all I had to do, I would think I would go crazy because I don't know how they do it. So I, I mean, I just, my admiration, but going back to that, at what point did you think there was more than just that for you? Well, honestly, I remember reflecting when my son was playing ball and I was sitting in the gym and I realized there's going to come a time where this is going to end. And what do you have in place for your life? Because his life can no longer be your life. Wow. You can't live through your child because you're afraid of facing what's on the inside of you. That's so, that's, that's a huge realization, girl a huge one. I don't think people sit back and think that far ahead. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice because I saw time was winding down. Time was winding down. And you, you know, what's so amazing that sometimes people come in your life to share your story or to give you an ideal of what your life could be. If you're not careful, right? They would show you the opportunities and this not to be judgmental or anything, but they would, there are things with you, how they missed out on certain things. And if you're not careful, people are coming in your life to share something with you so you don't miss that chance, so you don't miss that opportunity, that window. Agree. Agree wholeheartedly. I, I know for a fact, I think coming from, you know, very young parents and feeling a lot of my mother's life, she felt she missed out 
on things, you know, and she still had to work young and my parents had to work young. And so I was really brought up a lot by my grandparents and spent a lot of time with them. So, you know, I saw two different types of households. And by the time my sister was born, I saw two set different sets of parents at that point. They were just completely poised to have that one <laughs> and not so much me, but you know, I read something and it actually hit really, really hard as an adult we condition ourselves to be what our parents weren't and be what we could do to take care of our parents. And that hit me so hard because that explains so much as to what I do. And I thought, man, wow, you know, where does that open up from here? Knowing that I know that information now. With that, you said, you know, you realized all these different avenues that were available to you. And I love that you chose so many different paths because people look at me and think I'm nuts for all the different paths that I take, right? They're like, do you sleep? I'm like, not often. Although, you know, as we know, I probably did the last couple of days, but I, um, I definitely, you know, during this time, especially since times have changed and we're meeting like this and, you know, I've sat around and thought about every crazy idea, which is why we're back here starting and launching her passion builds because we realized we need to be doing more. And right. I loved when you came in and told your story and told it to me in that moment, you know, all these different paths. So pick one of the paths and tell me which one kind of started first and started to open up this journey for you. Wow, that's interesting that you go that way because I wanted to add to that. So I'm glad you did that. Yeah, good. But I remember, just to go back a little bit, I remember being in the hospital after I gave birth to my son. I was 17 years old and I was holding him in my hands and my hands were shaking because I was nervous out of my mind. Sure. And I remember the nurse came in. I could see her face. I could smell the perfume and everything. And I had tears in my eyes and she told me, what are you crying for? And I said, what am I going to do with this baby? I don't, I'm, I'm 17. You know, I feel rejected and I already feel like I messed up. What am I supposed to do? I had a dream to go into the service. I got accepted and I did everything that I was supposed to do. When I found out I was pregnant, all those dreams that I had were gone. You know, my grandmother was dying and she was really close to me and I had to let her know that I was pregnant. And I had all this stuff in my head and she ended up passing away two days before I gave birth to my son. But I remember her telling me, you'll be fine. Just here, let me show you how to nurse. Mm -hmm. And so she was showing me how to nurse them. Fast forward, I got an opportunity to volunteer at a transitional home back in Missouri. And I remember standing in the room with these teen moms, amazing young women. And one young lady had her baby in her arms and she was around 16 and another young lady was 18. And I remember them saying, Kay, I really appreciate you, Miss Kay, for telling us your story because I didn't have a me like they have me growing up. Right. And so as I was standing there, the path that I had to take for them was worth it because I'm sharing with them the roads that I've been down, the streets I had to walk down, the things I went through from being homeless and losing everything I had are starting all over, raising my son alone. And to be able, no college degree, did all of this with grit and passion and because I had to, but I chose to do that part. Mm 
but you never know who you are surviving and thriving for. And I'm sitting in front of these women and they see me, these young ladies, they see, they see a possibility for them. And it was so amazing because I end up winning um, the GRIT Award for the organization. The young lady who gleaned from me, who said that my story inspired her, she presented my award to me uh-huh. as the GRIT Award. So that path no, I'm not encouraging people to do that, but you never know your push to keep moving forward. That's a young lady. We don't know people have suicide moments, but because you didn't give up, you didn't take your life, you didn't take the future you, and you kept pressing forward, that gave somebody else an opportunity to say, if Heather can do this, I know I can do it. Because she shows me that it's possible, and I see myself in her. And those young ladies came up to me with their babies like, Miss Kay, how did you write a book? You, you didn't come from a rich family. You didn't come from a wealthy family. You lived in the area like I grew up in. And because of my path, they were able to see like, okay, let me get this tangible book in my hand that Miss Kay wrote, There's More in You. So now they're reading my history. Okay. And now they see themselves on paper like, oh, Miss Kay wrote a book. I can do it. And they feel you. And there's part of them in that, right? Because they're walking down a path that you've already been on. And so many people mistake that. Women alone, we we think we're in it alone sometimes. And I I know that feeling. I know it. I know, like, I, I joke about this, but people look at me and think that I grew up rich or something. And I don't understand it. Maybe because I speak well or I'm articulated or I, I just put myself together. I did not. I, my parents, our end tables in our living room were cardboard boxes. I grew up in a poor area of North County as a kid in Missouri. So I, my, oh, the privileges that I had came from my grandparents, you know, at certain outlets and my extracurriculars and things like that. But my parents were just starting out. My dad was trying to play major league ball and was like a bagger at a grocery store. And my mom was like a teller at a bank, you know, and they didn't have two nickels to scratch together. And they, you know, they weren't ready for a baby. That was surprise number one. Then a a wedding because my grandmother was hardcore Catholic Italian saying get together. And, you know, so people just assume that I've had this easy handed to me life. I'm like, Hmm, no, let me tell you a story. And then let me tell you all the other things that happened in this story. And, but you're right. People don't understand that there's lows to that also. And those lows are so low, but it's at those points that you have to do something. And with that, you know, that's a really great probably transition into starting to give the advice for someone who wants to pursue or step into some sort of career. That's like the road or Avenue that you started to take. And I would say, you know, what advice would you offer to knowing that there's all these peaks and valleys of this journey that we're a part of, and you can kind of start from anywhere, whether you are privileged or not. And what advice would you offer to that to get started? First, I would say, um, one, get out of your own way. Really get out of your own way. Best advice ever. We're our worst enemies, aren't we? (laughs) I mean... I heard a wise woman say this years ago, and she said this so profound. She's like, people are not your problem. The problem mm-hmm. is you. Yeah. And what I would say is, don't look for 
the noise to encourage you. Right. It's the platform that people see that they're like, oh my God, she's this, she's that. But you wasn't there when I was taking pennies or trying to take that money to feed my myself and my son or didn't have transportation when lights were cut off. You see this now, but there were a besi- behind the same moment. And everybody have that, but identify what's holding you back. Identify the place. I would say to this one, the woman who is considering mentorship opportunities for women, becoming an author or whatever it is, to really identify what's holding you back from pressing forward. Agreed. And because I had to figure out what was holding me back and what was really holding me back was me. And once you realize that, listen, I have everything within me to do what I have to do to get it done. I don't have to look outside of nothing else. I don't have to compete with nobody else. I don't have to get the approval from anyone else. I have everything within me to produce what I have to produce that I will be fruitful in my life. So I would tell her, go for it, girl, please go for it. Because if we don't get to experience you, who else? Like there will never be another Heather. Right. This is black America. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> you know, you're welcome, world. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that because we have so much gift inside of us, and there will never be another Karana. I have an, I have a son, and yes, he looks like me. Yes, he has some of my characteristics. But my tone, the way you speak, the way you articulate, the way you put words together, we need to hear you, sis. We need to hear you, girlfriend. We need to experience your book, your cooking shows, whatever opportunity you have, whether you're a single mom and you have four children, your balance is your balance. You don't have to measure how you do what you do to someone else. We have to experience the gift of you. It's necessary. Absolutely, sister. Uh, (laughs) I love that because you have the same vigor that I have, like just wanting to push people out of their way because once I pushed myself out of my own way, I couldn't stop. And I wanted to keep doing it for everyone else because once it's like I figured out the secret sauce, you know, and I was like, wait, everyone can do this. Right. <laughs> you have it in you. Like I have every tool I need to do whatever I want to do. And to, to have the tenacity, the energy, and people are like, I don't get where it comes from. And I'm like, here, right here. I'm tired. I have my bad days. I'm not always positive. My God, I can be a royal, you know it, I can be a royal bitch. I'm sorry, but I can. And so can every other woman on the planet because you know what? We got it in us. But it's that energy because I'm pursuing the passion in me. Right. I'm seeing where it brings me and what it opens up my world for. My God. I live in one of the most beautiful cities in the country and I got to be here by trial and error and failure and breakdown and heartache and sickness and struggle. And I said, I'm not giving up. I'm not done until I'm dead and I'll be damned if I'm not going to put everything in it till I get there. And I don't like it when people are like, you don't rest, you're, you go, 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 go. And I'm like, what else is there to do? You got the one life. Like, I think it's fine. Take time for you. Relax. Enjoy yourself. 
yes, you need rest. Yes, you need this. But if I don't feel like I need rest, I don't need it because I've got too much in me to keep going. And I've even just very recently, since we've discovered all this, you know, I sat back and I love that you said you that moment of like, you know, you've got this in you and you realize that there was, you had to keep doing this because what were you going to do next? And I realized that I'm just scratching the surface of what my purpose is. Mm. And, you know, I'm not even really halfway through life. We're not, you know, I know you and I are very similar in age and we're not even scratching the surface of our full purpose here. And we could be like, this is just the start of connecting a community to build from and to bring an impact so much larger that hopefully spans well beyond us. And I'm so excited about that because this is just my start. And I'm really excited Mm -hmm. because I have some awesome, I mean, your energy alone of knowing what we can push forward in is really exciting because, you know, this is something that those around us, you know, we haven't talked about our full failures, but you're going to get your chance here in a second. And, you know, I really want to show people that that breakdown is where the breakthrough happens. And I think it's going to change the way people see things and hopefully the way women especially see themselves because we're seeing as a society a really cool turn right now and it's Mm -hmm. turning in our favor because we're doing more and we're starting to sit back and listen to each other. And it's like we said, I don't just want a seat at the table. I want to let every woman know that there's a seat at the table for me. We're just making a bigger table. Right. And we are the table. We are. We are. We really are. I mean, we are. are. So with that, I want to go into, you know, you've talked about first, I really want you to talk about all the different paths because you've got so many platforms and let's talk about what those are. So I know you've got the book. I know you do the mentoring, but what else, what else is in Karana's life that you, cause you are multifaceted woman. (laughs) Um, I would have to say the speaking um, now, I don't know if some know, I do afternoon tea with K on Sundays. I love it. I just sit there and I just think, pinky up with <laughs> So I love it. And not that no one on, the, on my platform is amazing. Everybody is amazing. I think what it is, and the, and the reason why it's so heavy on my heart to do it, is because we see people in the light, like, okay, I'm going to live, her. I'm going to look at her. But there are people that are next to us that stories have never been told. And to hear their perspectives and to listen to their stories and to see their faith walk, their faith journey, like the, the steps that they had to take, what practical steps did they have to take? So on Sundays, I do that at 1 p.m. Central Time. I love and it. And I speak to like, we have one woman that talked about from divorce to single, to a single mom. What's next? Like how she had to transition. What was her how-to steps? Or the woman burying her husband to raising six kids along like how did you do that oh my gosh oh my I mean and I think about that all the time though like how many women with similar situations you know that don't realize again going back to they're not alone and that's a huge part of this and you know not realizing that their failures are not the only failures in the world and you know I could go on for hours and hours about my failures, but I'm going to give you some time here to talk about probably one of the, I would say one of the bigger failures that you had, maybe 
whether it was getting, st I'll let you kind of pick whether it was getting started or even during the journey and once you kind of were in it, what was the bigger one and what did you learn from it? Mm, I would say one is not listening. Fail, failing to listen. By and listening when I say, to yourself or to? Both. So okay. following that first mind, the first thing to tell you to do this. And then you go do something else. Right. And then you end up paying a greater cost, <laughs> a greater price for something that you should have listened the first time. <laughs> I did not listen, whether that was... Uh, asking for more help or extending or releasing what I had or even releasing bad relationships that were not that were taking away my focus so I failed <laughs> because oh. I didn't listen right and, and because I didn't listen it was a result of failure See, and I had to be from the same cloth sister because we love to learn the hard way don't we we just you know what we're Oh, you think this is a bad idea? I know it's a bad idea, but I'm still doing it. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, oh, relationships, friendships, all of jobs, jobs, relationships, friendships. If you know it's bad for you, stop staying in it. Stop. Stop it. I'm saying it to myself. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to anybody out there because the second you free yourself of it, you feel a shift in your life. And right you in it, you know, we're like right here. And everybody around you is going, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? And you're like, I don't know, but I'm in it. So let me finish it. But yeah. So, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go sorry. ahead. So I was just bringing this back because I'm just getting us back from our our journey john off that but yeah so but with that being said which gave me an opportunity because in my ebook i talked about that the difference between a good idea and a forward idea and let me explain what i mean because the good idea can be girl that's a good idea you should try it right but have you really thought about how much energy is going to take for you to do that good idea and how much financial resources or how much it's going to take you away from your budget right or you're wasting your time because the forward idea for your vision that you originally had in mind is what you need to take your energy and put into instead of this good idea right. because it could be a good idea for you to sign up and to do an, an opportunity to work with some program but your vision is to complete your book or your vision is to stay on task with your eating but if you do this that's going to take away from your budget right so even though this is a great it's a really good idea but what is it taken away from like how much energy are you putting into this that you can put into your vision you can put into your companies you can put into your programs you can put into your mentorship programs but you're building someone else's opportunity right. yet and still the people who need you with that forward idea are suffering Wow, that's a huge lesson to come out of with that because I think that applies even like you said, going back to those relationships and things that hold distract us, really considering the value of what it brings to what the direction of your life is. Like I recently said the comment that I'm no longer dating to date, I'm dating 
to find that person. And if they're not on the same page immediately, I'm out. And the reason why is because I'm, I've made the mistake of, of being in a relationship that's just a relationship because it's comfortable. And all that did was drain me, take me away from the path that I need to be on, lost focuses on my businesses, lost focuses on my self goals. Like I'm very health conscious. I'm very into wellness and mindset. And then obviously driven as far as building out other things and building other people. And when you take energy and put it towards something that's not meant for you, even though it's good and it's okay and it's fun, and it's not hurting anything. It is, it's hurting the end goal, like you just said. And that is a big awakening and we all make this mistake and it's okay, but just don't live and try to, when you come out of it, say to yourself, the next time I have this idea or I get into this involvement or I get into this opportunity that's presented itself, like you said, do the math, see what it's going to cost you to do it. And not just financially, emotionally, time, time's one of the biggest things ever. That's one of our biggest wasters that we have as women is wasting time. And I think that's a big lesson. So thank you for sharing that. That's huge. What would you say with that was a good or one of the best resources that you, because I know you've mentioned having mentors and things like that. What other resources do you think has helped you along your way? Wow, that's a really great question. One, I would have to say, <clears throat> my relation with God, it, it's, it's, it means so much to me. It has really helped me to get back focused. My relationship with my family, my relationship with myself. Yeah. Like really my relationship with myself. And then what I'm feeding myself. Like you were asking about the resources. What am I feeding myself to be a better person to myself first? So where are you driving that from? Like for as being a better person. Yeah. Where, where do you, what are you giving yourself to do that? So when you say you're feeding yourself, what are you feeding yourself? Well, what am I reading? The books that I'm reading. Okay. Who speaks, who speaks into my life. <laughs> who I'm around because whether we believe it or not the relationships we have people speak into our life whether good or bad or indifferent so I get to choose who I allow to speak into my life who to tell me or talk to me or what books am I feeding myself what am I allowing my eyes to take in and then how do I speak to myself thousand percent that <laughs> negative self-talk we are guilty of we every avenue of ourselves. We're not good enough, not pretty enough, we're not thin right. enough, we're not fashionable enough, we're not this, we're not that, we're not successful enough, we're not smart enough. I could go on and on and on, right? right. We we know the list. We can rattle them off like a cheer. Like, I mean, one, two, three. We know we know this. And I wish if I could give power to any woman out there, that's the first thing they stop and start realizing that every one of us is beautiful. I mean, I hope so. I hope you've got a good soul. I hope you spread kindness. I hope that you build in a nice, kind way towards others because that's the first step. Then start building it towards yourself. And of course, the more you build it inside, the more you're going to emulate it outside. But I definitely agree. All right, this is a great question because I think this is going to really open up a little bit more you of your core. I want to know 
who are maybe three of the people who have been most influential over the course of your journey? Mm. I would have to say my son. I love that. I, I have a feeling he is the core of everything for this. So. He, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And I love, I think that's beautiful because I think that's one of the purest forms of love and a way to give back that love because you keep fighting for him and I don't know a lot of people who fight for other people. So that's a pretty good quality. That's a big deal, girl. <laughs> that's a big deal. No, because then you're going to make me cry and then I'm going to be a mess. So stop. No, no, no. But okay. So your son and your son is almost 20. So he'll be 21. Oh my gosh. He's going to be 21. So Holy cow, first and foremost. I can't believe you have someone that old as a child because it just doesn't seem plausible, but you do. But, you know, and what is he doing today? What, where is he at in his life? Well, he is building his own businesses and he actually, my son is doing him. Like, he doesn't live with me anymore <laughs> but he, he's doing his own thing he's out on his own and he is building and creating a space for his life and for what he wants for him so and how proud are you i'm very proud like i'm really really proud of him and it, each time that i wanted to give up on something it was my son who motivated and it pushed me to go out and do it um and then my second i would have to say my mother okay because the I look at her different now. Okay. Because the resources that we have now, they didn't have it then. And she gave what she had. Sure. She gave what she had. And then I would have to say, I know you say three people, but both of my grandparents, both of my grandparents. Well, you can name more than three. I'm not going to limit um, you there. But I just wanted to start with three. Both of my grandmothers, um, one who passed away. Right. And um, as I'm getting older, it'd be 21 years this year. As I'm getting older, <clears throat> some things that I'm experiencing that she taught me when I was little, I'm having those moments now that I wish I could just call her and say, I remember when you told me da 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 da. And now I'm, I'm getting older, I'm having those moments. So I would say those persons and my sister, and this could go on, but my family, they have really, they have really inspired me. That's huge. I think that's great that you have such strong heritage to that because not everybody is fortunate enough to have a family as their support. Some people have friends as their support. Some people have other outlets or other people that are elder in their life that they look up to that have just stepped in and showed them a path that they didn't think possible. So having your family at the core of things is a really great rooting system. And I love that that's so important to you because I know that that's in your lifeblood. Like it spills into everything you do and you can see it in every touch of what you do in your career. And I love that you bring that full circle because I know you keep, I think you keep that just in the back of your mind kind of sitting on your shoulder while you're doing it. So I love that because they're with you. And I see that coming out in everything that you're doing. And, you know, that's a hard, I, like I said, you know, you've got a pure form of love there and that's, we don't get to see a lot of opportunity for that these days. And a lot of people don't do things for others. They do them for themselves. And that's a hard turn. To, and it's beautiful 
to see someone who does it for others and especially their children because that's what we're creating right is the future for them and you know if lord knows i don't know what's going to happen when they get up here to, to run the show i'm terrified but you know it, it is what it is we're hopefully <laughs> we'll be, i'll be too old enough to notice I'll, i'm a hope i'm just gonna be so blind from the sun i won't know anything else but uh i would like to go through and see about any of the common myths or perceived notions that people have about thinking what it's like to get into speaking or mentoring or even writing a book like what would you think are some of the challenges like that people don't understand or like i would say like me for me like thinking about writing a book because that's something i'm going to be doing right everyone looks to you and they're like oh okay so you're writing a book cool and i guess they just think you crank this out right so um what would you say are some of the myths associated to some of those things well some people <laughs> this, this is really serious the secret sauce <laughs> right so, here it is here, here we go right, but it's basically there is no easy way to say this and sometimes i think people forget that you have to work like nothing is handed to you like you really have to put the work in like you said about the, your food and what you're doing like that's not something that you just decide one day i'm going to do this one time and it's going to work yeah like you have to put your all into it if it's something that you really want to do and the myth is always oh, it's easy to do no it's not easy it's not easy you're going to have some sleepless nights sometime honestly you're going to have to sacrifice you're going to have to make a decision is this even worth me spending my money on being hanging out I love my friends, but I may have to sacrifice my time and my energy. And then how much that's going to take for you and then count up the cost back again, what it takes for you. Like you have to sew into your life. If, if there's something that you know you're not good at and you need help with that area, then look for that mentor in that area. Find someone who that niche that you're working on that you're not spending your wheels over and over again trying to do it all by yourself and i think sometimes we have this preconceived notion that oh i can do it this way and it's all right it's not going to fall apart or um she did and it's easy but you don't know what it cost her it's going to cost you something basically is what right. i'm saying you're going to have to sacrifice something to get to what you want just just this flat out it's really that simple there's no easy way to say this sis uh, you're gonna have to sacrifice i'm so glad you said that because i don't think anyone thus far has come out and said the true sacrifice and we it's like i said you know i think people we said this i think going back to our original launch in the podcast is that they see that you know they see our when we're successful and think oh i'm just gonna step right into this position and it's gonna be exactly what i dreamed of and i, I made my first check so now i get to go spend it and they don't understand how many sleepless nights come past that first check. They don't understand how the stress, the, what you do, like you said, missing out on, I missed out on family things. I missed out on having a family at this point so far. You know, I'm, I'm watching every single like, What? <laughs> I have to, I had to say something right there. I said, it's never too late for you. you well, I don't think it's too late, but I, I definitely put that on the back burner before I put that the first, you know, and be, like, we're kind of the polar opposite. You 
put your family first. That was the first thing that you had. And then you pursued the career. I put the career first because I, I had what I felt was the go and I didn't want to be distracted by relationships. I didn't want to. So I, I did, I went a long time without dating. I went a long time without thinking, worrying about children or a family or building all that. And then now I'm sitting here going, looking at all my beautiful friends and their beautiful relationships and their beautiful children. And I'm like, Hmm, I built all this. Who am I sharing it with? And I realized my sacrifice was some of that and sharing my life and living some of this life with other people. And I kept a lot of people out, you know, like I have great friends. I'm honored by my support system and by my family. Still to this day, like every person in my family in my life that my mom, my dad, my grandparents who just recently passed and the grandparents before them and my sister, there've been nothing but supporting elements in who I am. But I still haven't had that wholeness of coming home to someone to share that idea or those hard days or hard moments. I haven't had anybody. I got two beautiful fur babies that I cry on to or laugh with or whatever. But, and you have your son and a beautiful son to share and hold on to. But I get it. Like, cause I know you're a single mom and that was a big deal, right? Like that's, that's a hard sacrifice to you. Probably missed out on some turns of dating and building a relationship because there was two priorities building you and building your son and you know one took precedence over the other over and over again it was that constant thing and for me it was a constant building this business and building myself and building this and now building the team and building those those people beyond that and now building these other businesses and going okay when are you going to bring other people into your life outside of this you know and that was my sacrifice so I get it I get I think that women have a sacrifice in every area of their life and they just it's choosing which one it's going to be and it doesn't have to be my way and it doesn't have to be Corona's way it can be whatever you think it is it might be monetary it might be miss out on going to all those parties or clubs or restaurants and your rosé brunches after church or whatever you're doing Maybe it's your shopping. Maybe it's your shopping in that closet. I can tell you Forever 21 and I were really good friends and I just found really key pieces for a long time. And thank God now there's online shopping with those little cheap sites that you can just get all kinds of stuff on. But I mean, I didn't have it all together and I had to dress apart. And I sacrificed a lot of different areas and did it by myself. And that's a very big sacrifice as you know and I know you know this so and I want our audience to understand that like it doesn't have to look like our story either it's it's what you had a priority focus on and you realize that that's what's hindering you kind of that roadblock that we talked about previously like you said one of the the failures of focusing on what we think is the good ideas or the good times even or the good stuff, but it's not really getting you anywhere. So yeah. it's getting you to that. And I really love that. I kind of feel like that's the whole mantra of what we've been talking about for this whole episode is focusing on what's going to get you from the good to the passion, opening mm-hmm. up the passion, getting you to your goals. What's, what are you feeding and fueling to get to the goals 
and what do you want? What's roadblocking you? You are the roadblock, but what is it you're choosing that's roadblocking you? And how do we debunk that? These are some really that's, great questions, you know, and I really challenged the audience and everyone to like pay attention to look to that because if I were to be thinking and about it from the start, that's a really big aha moment, you know, to kind of say, wow, all right, yeah. And now I sit back and go, okay, well, yeah, that was a moment too that I could have done without. But it does get better. We should say that. It does get easier mm -hmm. in some avenues. I'm not going to say you don't hit your struggles and new roadblocks. And believe me, new levels come new doubles, if I can say anything about that. But, That's true. So you just continuously get challenged to overcome things. Right. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that's a. I totally agree with that. Um, that is so true. And just to add to that part, when you are sacrificing, you don't get to choose who you lose. Yes, that is a fact. You so really don't. Things you never realized you were going to lose. And, you know, that's a really hard accepting point. And you might lose a little bit of yourself in that for a minute. But just know that it'll be there for you to walk back to when you're ready for it. And that's something I think people need to know is if you get lost on it, if you get lost or stuck and you lose something, try to find your peace with it because for whatever the journey you're on, it's supposed to happen that way. And it may come back. Some of it's not possible to come back. Some of mm -hmm. it's blessing that it left. And believe mm -hmm. you me, I've had more blessings than I've had, you know, sitting here going, please, Lord, bring it back. At the time, I thought, yes. Now I'm like, thank you for clearing my path of this chaos and this BS. And Lord knows what else it was attached to. But thank you. I'm free. And the second you hit that, you're like, it's go time, which is exactly where we need to be. And you know what, Heather? I think another thing, too, is once you realize the value of who you are, like, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, I'm the it factor. Right. And it's not being cocky. No. It's not being arrogant, but it's the confidence of knowing that what I have and what I carry is unique. Correct. And everybody don't get to choose, everybody don't get to have the, the opportunity to be around it all the time. So I have to cherish me and, and take care of this very precious jewel that is expensive. And I, I have to honor that, who I am. We have to take care of who we are. And we have to, I love that you said that jewel, that gem, because that's one of my staples. I look at myself as like this, I have this energy about me that I know is different. And I know because I know what it attracts from everywhere. And I can't choose it. I don't get to choose what, what is drawn to me, but I know it brings a lot of good for others. And I love that about me. And I love that's what I see. So I keep trying to fuel that energy and keep that high because I know that it's good for other people outside of it. And that's not being cocky. That's just saying whatever I was graced with. Right. It's a grace to share with other people. And that's what I'm trying to do and trying to continuously better at. So um, 
I'm working on that journey and still lighten that passion. And I know there's more to come from you, Miss Karana K. Wilson. And I look out, I know a world between her passion builds and everything with you being one of the main affiliates for us. And you aren't going to just see her face here today or on the first episode. We're going to see much more of Miss K coming down the path. But for now, I want you to tell them where they can connect with you, your book, your platforms, everything. Even give them the highlight of the tea on Sundays. <laughs> okay, so as far as connecting with me, you can reach me at, on my website, which is Karana K. Wilson. That's K-A-R-O-N-A-K-A-Y-E-W-I-L-S-O-N. That is for Facebook as well as Instagram. It's the same handle um, on each um, social media site. Now for us this Sunday, I have a surprise guest and I'm really excited about this guest because this is my birthday weekend. Oh, well, happy <laughs> birthday, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so I'm really excited about it because the opportunity to share their faith journey and what they had to lose to get to where they are now. So you can join us on every Sunday at 1 awesome. p.m. Central Time. Awesome. And for those of you who are looking to find more, connect with us, or possibly seek out mentoring or becoming a member of one of the affiliates who's a professional who has something to offer, please feel free to reach out to us at highestpowerbrands.com. That's the same on all of our social platforms for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, her passion builds is going to be on SoundCloud and iTunes podcast. And I believe we're going to be on iHeartRadio as well. I'm Heather Hellman. And you can find me pretty much on any of those platforms. And Karana, I can't thank you again for sharing you with us and our audience today. And especially for me, you always build me up with such great energy and passion. And I appreciate you for filling my cup today. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much for being um, obedient and open to provide this platform for us. I thank you so much for it. Thank I'm so you. grateful for the opportunity. Well, thank you, girl. Well, that is a wrap. And we'll talk to you soon. All right.